you know a lot about films. I know a lot, do I? You do, you do. And mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for a recommendation. Yeah, okay. Uh, I want a movie that is thrilling. Thrilling? I want a movie that will get me a little bit hard. <laughs> right. I also, I want a movie that's got Madonna in it. Right. Okay. I would love a movie that's got Madonna's ass getting acupunctured. <laughs> <laughs> well, like with the needles in the, in the actual bum cheeks. If possible. I mean, if it's just her back, that's fine. But if you can get that, that'd be great. I know it's a little bit niche, but if you can think of a I'll movie... I'll dig around in my head. Have you got any movies? Is that, is that that's, that's that you've got? So you've Madonna, yeah. thrilling, a little bit hard. It needs to be a, a bit noirish as well, but in a really lame oh. and cringy way, I think. Sort like of film noir. lighting. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Have you got any... Have you got anything? No? I know it's kind of niche. I, I don't... I guess... Uh, yeah, believe it or not, there is a film... There's a film? There's... There's a legendary film that very few people talk about. Oh, I've... There's only one DVD copy of it left in the world. You have to climb to the top of this mountain. Uh-huh. And a wise man will give you this DVD if you make it to the top. You know, you pick a flower at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you manage to make it to the top with that flower... Yeah. He'll give you the DVD in return. Are you... Is that why you were away... Last week, were you? Yeah, I had to find this thing because they've rounded up all the DVD copies and burnt them, mm. but there was only that one left, and I had to go and grab it. And I'm going to hand it to you right now. We're going to come back after you've watched it. Mm. And the film is called Body of Evidence. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I watched this film when I was young. You're young now. You're so young, so young now. And you're going to watch this film. I am young. It's going to change your life. I'm young. I'm young. (laughs) Art cinema, fart cinema. Art cinema, fart cinema. Art cinema, fart cinema. (laughs) Sexy Shipwrecks Part 1 being about body of evidence and sexy shipwrecks is bad movies based on (laughs) no they're just kind of sexy movies right sexy shipwreck movies the shipwreck self-explanatory and with with regards to body of evidence the shipwreck refers to madonna's acting career Mm -hmm. she won a razzie for this film she also won a razzie in 2000 for worst actress of the century (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she won three Razzies throughout this, you know, 80s and 90s. And then on the year 2000, they decided you're the worst actress of the yeah, century. Yeah, just stop trying, Maddie. Shipwreck. And then in 2002, she won a Razzie for Swept Away, thus opening her account into the next century with another Razzie. Stop trying. Stop trying. <laughs> what we normally do is you normally uh, explain the films because that's the bit I'm really crap at. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to try and explain, uh, now that you've watched this noir acupuncture masterpiece... Mm, that's uh, actually exactly what I wanted in this film. <laughs> it was delivered exactly what I wanted. Welcome to Art Cinema Fart Cinema. I'm Nadim, he's Simon. I'm and Simon. this yeah. week's movie, in case it wasn't clear, is the 1992 mm-hmm. classic... <laughs> it's not a classic. Critically derided piece of crap, Body of Evidence... Starring one Madonna. Yeah. It's actually on Wikipedia. It is called, it says, Body of Evidence 1992 is an erotic thriller film. <laughs> Literally the first line. Ero- <laughs> erotic thriller. Yeah. I don't think I've seen many erotic thrillers. 
there, there was a spate. I mean, this is basically, I, I can't remember when Basic Instinct came out, but this was Madonna jumping on. I want to have one of those films too. Well, Sharon Stone, get out. They filmed at the same time. Really? Apparently. Oh my so God. So apparently it's a total coincidence. So, <laughs> you're kidding evidence. me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was so sure that this was like an immediate kind of jump no. on jump on that. I don't think it is. I think Basic Instinct came up before, but they were filmed at the same time. I think. I don't know. I didn't research this right. film. I just we'll come back it. to that point because I'm really. I think that's bizarre. But this is a film that's about body of evidence because Madonna uses sex as a. As a lethal weapon. weapon. <laughs> Not just a weapon, as a lethal... She she can kill someone with her sexuality. <laughs> as as, yeah. This film is about a millionaire rich guy who is found dead in his house. And by all counts, it seems as though he has been f***ed to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a existing heart condition and it's been exacerbated by his use of cocaine. And then a really raunchy sex session with a, with a woman that he's involved with. And he ends up dying, and they treat it as a murder because, you know, he know. was tied up. He was tied up. That's right. Yeah, he was tied up, and the video was lit, was on running with, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the home video of the of the sexual experience is being played uh, in front of his eyes as he dies, the, which is the first um, scene of the movie. The secretary is able to testify that they had a date. The filmed couple, him and that woman had a date the previous night and she says she killed him and it hard crashes to the funeral <laughs> right so it turns out that this woman who is involved with this rich man is madonna but it's not it's madonna playing a character called rebecca and rebecca is a mysterious woman who just loves a good rough sex session <laughs> <laughs> she just loves it rough man and she then manipulates the lawyer who is meant to be kind of defending her at the trial and in, in which she's trying to get away with the murder. You don't really know if she's done it or not, but because this is a Hollywood movie about a, a sexually aggressive woman, you know she did do it, you know what I mean? It's not going to be anything subversive here, right? It's going to be, this woman's bad, so she did it, but you're meant to think for a bit, maybe she didn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Am I, am I disappearing? Am I, I, no, am I disappearing no, no. my own ass? I was so sure of her innocence. <laughs> So the movie, the movie, the movie likes to pretend that you think for a minute that Madonna's innocent, but she's so fucking guilty. It hurts me. So you get the basic gist of the plot. I'm gonna spoil it because it's it's crock of sh. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So it's, dead. it's, it's, it's a terrible movie. So Madonna, it turns out that Madonna did do it, but she gets away with it. And then in the in the last minute showdown, Willem Dafoe, who plays the lawyer character, who ends up having an affair with her, uh, he turns up to her house after being betrayed by her, and uh, an altercation happens with her lover and Willem Dafoe and her, and then she ends up dying, and that's the end of the film. And it's just fucking. Oh my goodness. Sinking deep into the water. <laughs> Symbolic, man. Freudian yeah. water. It's very strange. I don't know. So it's basically a film where it's set up as this woman targets men with lots of money and weak hearts. Mm-hmm. And she uses sex to kill them. Extreme sex to give them a heart attack and die. And then she can take their money. Yep. <laughs> that's that's basically how it works. Correct. And of course when William Defoe gets into defending her and she starts luring him down a path of doing Dirty sexy things. You're meant to think, Well, wait a minute. She's doing exactly what he claims she doesn't do. Well, at least in, in court, he's claiming that she's not someone who targets people and lures them down 
a, a path. I'm trying to think about why she actually thought this was going to be a good film. You could actually see oh, there was, I saw, I watched an interview with her in 1992 ahead of this film's release. Yeah. And when she was asked about why two other films, Who's That Girl and Shanghai Surprise, she was asked why they, those films didn't work but Desperately Seeking Susan did. And she simply said, some films are bad and some films are good and those those two are bad films. And I'm trying to vet out, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about <laughs> what I'm what I'm doing now, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, so apparently for this movie, Madonna's acting coach quit about uh, <laughs> like just before production began. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. yeah, she quit, and she literally she said, uh, "What did she say?" She said she thinks she knows everything. So I mean, you get that impression from like Madonna. It's a little bit like Lady Gaga in that new, or it's not new anymore. But what was it called again? But the Star is Born. The thing. Star is Born. It's like the uh, same a thing. The Star is Born. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. It's that. It's the whole like star vehicle, but it's for like a, a pre-established pop star. And you get the impression that no one could direct Madonna. That she was like, no, I know what I'm doing with this. No, I'm. I know what I'm doing with this. The entire fucking film. And uh, it turns out that that's true. So apparently. Um, during all the sex scenes, and there are quite a few particularly graphic sex scenes in this with Madonna in them. She improvised a lot of them, and she didn't accept the director's direction during the sex scenes at all. So, I mean, (laughs) she doesn't take any responsibility for the failure of this movie, and she's actually referred to it as as misogynistic, and she has basically said that film's a director's medium, and that any blame for the movie that falls on her is just nonsense, and it's like, Madonna, no... You mm. clearly ran the show here, man. Right. I don't know. So this film is directed by Yuli Edel. Yuli Edel. I don't know other films that he has made. He but... made Last Exit to Brooklyn, which is actually a good film, but I've not seen it in a long time, so I'm kind of... Maybe it's not good. <laughs> I'm sure it is, though. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's a pretty good film, but I've not watched it in a long time. But yeah, everything else on his CV is a bit weird. And uh, and also, he did an episode of Twin Peaks. I don't know which one. And we all know they range from being very good to, to very King shit. He might have made one of the Twin Peaks episodes. I don't know yet. I've not, I've not dug around to see which one it was. But that's a bit weird that she uh, essentially directed the sex scenes and then called the film misogynistic. Right, so she calls the film misogynistic because of the ending. Oh, so right, there was okay. apparently an alternative ending where she got away with it and then lived. But because this is Hollywood, baby, you gotta get your just desserts, and uh, she she gets killed in the end. So I think she wanted it to be that the woman gets away with it, which I'm a not murderer sh- gets away with yeah, it. I'm not sure what that, to make what it, that teaches yeah. anything, and I'm not sure it's any less misogynistic. But I mean, I don't fucking care about that debate. I really yeah. don't. It doesn't bother me at all. I just just. This movie sucks anyway. It's like yeah. to start labeling it specific ways. It's just I mean, like tedious. the whole thing of um, there's no warning sign in the script that it's bad. Uh, that reminds me of what uh, <laughs> Kyle MacLachlan said this about Showgirls, which was directed by Paul Verhoeven, also a good filmmaker. RoboCop and Starship Troopers and Basic Instinct, which is you know it's up and down whether that's even a good film. Basic Instinct is certainly. Better than Better, more interesting than this. <laughs> I saw Basic Instinct as like a kid as well. <laughs> I don't know how. Everyone did. Honestly, I was at sc- I was in second year at school and everyone was talking about Basic Instinct. She uncrosses her legs and you see it. And you, you see, see it. it. And she, it, she, this is the thing. She delivers this line. Uh, have you ever, Madonna? No, no. In, in Basic Instinct, okay. Sharon Stone says at that key moment, have you ever f***ed on cocaine, Nick? Pause. Everyone's staring at her 
private parts and then she crosses leggy and goes and she carries on it's nice in this film <laughs> madonna says have you ever watched animals make love frank pause <laughs> it's intense and i was like there's like even they've even no, 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 no. i've got the full quote written down have yeah. you ever watched animals make love frank it's intense it's violent but they never really hurt each other <laughs> oh my fuck. oh man this is when when you write down the key quotes to this film i wrote down so many yeah 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 and you, you you'll read them and you'll think that actually tells you the plot <laughs> it's like you know what quentin tantino says about how dialogue shouldn't tell you the plot because then it's not really dialogue because people don't walk around yeah. describing events as you know they're talking about exactly. mcdonald's and stuff yeah <laughs> so yeah it's funny that you write down the chronologically write down the quotes and you've given yourself <laughs> a, t- a total like remake of the film on the page, you know. Yeah. Um, no, the show girl's comparison though is that Kyle MacLachlan actually says there was. A, you would think that there, it would be obvious, but it really wasn't obvious that that was going to be a bad movie. What? <laughs> it's it's weird, you know. You didn't know. I guess I guess you're reading it and thinking about how quirky the director is, maybe, or how quirky films can be. You know, yeah, you just, you just trust the director. Oh, basically, well, I'm yeah. sure that'll work. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the, some of these lines... It's the, wild. It's genuinely like the room at parts. Like, it's, <laughs> like I was the, thinking the about scene, the, the room. scene with the room, or the scene that reminded me most of the room is when the, he's at dinner, so Willem Dafoe's character's at dinner with his wife and his kid, and um, the kid goes to him, can you really screw someone to death? And then he kind of pauses and then goes, do you need to know that yet? And then, <laughs> and then afterward, the kid kind of just like mumbles and then he goes, uh, maybe you do. You're a really good looking kid. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's like something out of fucking like the room. I swear to God. Oh my goodness! I was already thinking about the room at the very start of this film. Um, what's his name? What is his name again? Shit. Um, the actor that plays uh, the cop. That uh, no, is he? Isn't he even a fucking cop? Is it? Why is the guy that is up against William Defoe in court also at the crime scene at the start? <laughs> because this is a bad fucking film, Sam. Is he? Do lawyers go to the crime scenes? <laughs> not not as a first dispatch. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's a crap film. Simon, stop trying to reason with the unreasonable. What is the... What is the oh, I can't that's, even that's find it. That's not the right DVD. Yeah. It is there. <laughs> what is this, this guy's name, anyway? I want to see it. Joe Mantegna plays a character that uh, shows up at the crime scene like he's a cop stepping through the police line and all that. Yeah. And then he's... Actually, in court up against William Defoe. That's fucking weird. I have absolutely no idea. But uh, maybe he's a criminal lawyer. I don't know. I don't know the difference between any law. (laughs) You know, uh, as soon as soon as you get into the thick of it, the tapes on there on the tape, Madonna's grinding away on this guy, and they're all like laughing and talking about nipple clamps and stuff. What are these? No, it's not. Those are nipple clamps. Yeah. So as the as the police are investigating the the crime scene, the porn tape that they've that Madonna and this guy have filmed is just playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. And then Ann Archer, who plays the the secretary, she comes in. And, she <laughs> yeah. killed him. She killed him. I mean, it just immediately set my mind thinking about you know like really hilarious alternative lines that you could just throw in there in the same scene. <laughs> it's just like you know, you know, and then you start thinking about you know making the worst trailer in the world. And I was like thinking, wouldn't it be great if there was like a film where someone said, "You use sex as a weapon," and my God, I love you for it. It's not a crime to be a great lady. It's not a crime to be a top shag. Yeah. Oh. So the first time that Madonna appears, it was a second scene. It's the it's the funeral scene. They're outside. William Defoe shows up at the funeral. He's seems like he's been summoned by her. 
when they get talking. She's just like, you know, people think that I shouldn't even be here. The quote I've written down from that scene is, they've taken something beautiful between two people in love and made it dirty. <laughs> they've made it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> why, are, why are people so dirty? It's not dirty to have sex and handcuff a man to the bed <laughs> watch a film of yourself shagging while you... One might say that Madonna's character in this film is a bird of prey. Bird of prey. To mark this occasion, Art Cinema Fart Cinema presents to you the first ever recorded interview with a bird of prey. Bird of prey. Flying high. Hello, boys. It's the Lord Provost here again, boys. I'm about to conduct the very first audio interview with the Bird of Prey, boys. I'm sitting here with Lady of the Loch herself, boys. An osprey. An adult osprey, boys. Now, Lady of the Loch, please say hello to the art cinema fart cinema audience. The first question I've got to ask you is now, you ospreys, you nest next to a loch, am I right? Am I right? I'm I'm right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, why? That's my question. Why do you nest next to a, a loch when you don't ever take fish from the loch that you nest next to? What is that about? No, but, no, 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 but why? I mean, why no nest at the midpoint between two lochs? And then that gives you two lochs to take fish free. You can stretch your wings in either direction. I mean, if you didn't fish from the f***ing loch that you nest next to, why do you need to nest next to a loch? If all you need is a f***ing tree... Just pick a tree, nest in a f***ing tree, and fly in any direction, north, south, west, to any loch that's nearby. You've got big f***ing wings, don't you? Let's hear, right, let's hear your answer then. Why do you know just nest on a f***ing tree at the midpoint between three or four different lochs? Right. Okay, okay, right. What if I was to say to you I'm not satisfied with that answer? I mean, you've not cleared anything up for me there at all. I still think you'd be better off nesting at any fucking tree. So for an erotic thriller, this film's boring as f***. Like, it's literally, so it's an hour and 40 minutes. I think you can probably put about 20 minutes to 30 minutes of that in as kind of like smart and sex scenes and... And they're very drawn out as well. But the rest of the movie is an exceptionally boring court case. Like, they yeah. must have been on the court set for days the to, court, doing yeah. this court f***ing scene. And apparently extras extras who were in the court on filming days were, like, fall, like falling asleep. And the director, like, threatened to fire them if they didn't wake up and stuff like that. You know, come on. It's not boring, eh? <laughs> this is riveting stuff. This is great stuff. No, the, um, the, the court scenes are just as confusing as... The Joe Mantegna thing, why is he there? That's already confusing. <laughs> and then what about the fact that the judge 
basically argues with everything that people try. You know, the, the lawyers can't do anything right. It's like every question is like an unfair question. And it's like, do I have to start warning you on the first day? And it's like, well, apparently <laughs> you do, because it's, it's wrong to just fucking ask these people anything. <laughs> I mean, I know that lawyers are supposed to object to each other, and it's kind of like objection. It's it's like how footballers fall over the minute you come near them and give it's the them same a shit, yeah. tackle. It's like, objection, your honour, beating the witness. Uh, you know, but the judge is meant to sit there and go overruled. All I think the time. maybe I think you're, <laughs> you're, I think you're meant to. No, you're meant to watch these scenes and kind of be riveted and be like, oh, oh, what's going to happen? Like, because you know, have you ever watched Making a Murderer on Netflix? I've not seen this yet. Right. I want so, to. I mean, you can watch it if you want, but I'm not. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's great, but it's pretty. I watched it. It's, it was fun. <laughs> Which is kind of a horrible thing to say about a documentary. <laughs> about someone it was fun, man. Falsely in prison. Anyway, the, when they're in the court, the court scenes in that documentary, whenever the defendant or the opposition or whatever, I don't know what they're called. What are they called in courts? I don't know. Whenever one of them goes, objection, you're like, you fucking cunt, shut the fuck up. Like you're sitting there raging like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, this is that courtroom things make you should be rooting for someone yeah yeah and I compare it to when I watch uh, Venus Williams not Venus Williams sorry Serena Williams play tennis when when Serena Williams plays tennis and I watch her at Wimbledon or something I get really annoyed at her winning because I think that she's so awful like (laughs) she's actually I think that it's a gamesmanship thing that she lets herself lose Mm. to then get really angry do you mean sportsmanship no. <laughs> Maybe not. Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. No, sportswomanship. Ga- games, gameswomanship. Games- <laughs> gamesmanship is, is when, you know, like... Is gamesmanship a thing? Am I yeah, that's when, that's when you try and do something within the rules, but it's, uh, you're... you're Shows how much I know about <sighs> Like, snooker, in snooker, I saw someone getting uh, accused of gamesmanship for taking too long to oh, take mate, a shot. I'm, I'm fully, like, I have no idea of, like... So if, someone, you're right. so if someone does something that ordinarily is fine but they're obviously just taking the piss that's kind of is that gamesmanship so Venus uh, not Venus I'm sorry I keep blaming her older sister but it's Serena Williams the younger one her matches have like this structure where she loses for a bit to then get so angry that she becomes really intimidating at the other end of the court going (laughs) and like (laughs) is she is she the one who makes all the noise yeah right okay okay and you just think to yourself well you're a horrible Horrible person to go about <laughs> a match like that. She could hit you with a racket, man. Yeah, of course she could. Come also, after this me is the wrong kind of court, okay? We're, uh, we're yeah. not talking about tennis courts, okay? The analogy is the same, though. You're supposed to. You're supposed to really be on one person's side exactly, in a, in a courtroom in a court. drama. But in this one, you're just too busy thinking. How do courts work again? Because you know William Defoe just it's asked just the guy three questions, oh. and it's like, what are you doing? How dare how dare you ask that man a question? <laughs> that is so outrageous. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the <laughs> only the only parts of the film that it seems like the directors had any kind of say in is, is scenes like that, and they're fucking boring as well. So I mean, obviously the director's partly to blame too. It's not just Madonna. But apparently Madonna... <laughs> I, think, I think the director is a huge chunk of it. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, Apparently Madonna uh, got to choose who she'd co-star with and she chose Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for your erotic thriller masterpiece, why would you choose Willem Dafoe to be your sexy fucking yeah. co-star? I would say... I would have said Willem exactly... Willem Dafoe? Yeah, I would have That's said... Like ex- choosing Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I would have said exactly the same thing, but... Uh-huh. If you ask for the female perspective, apparently William Defoe is very fit. Are you joking? <laughs> William Defoe? He's got a great body. He keeps himself in shape. 
Rumour has it he's a swordsman. He looks like if Shrek and Lord Farquaad had a baby together. You know what I mean? He's got, yeah, he's got a weird face. He's got a weird looking face. But uh, with women, the waters run deeper, I guess, because they see something there that's... Uh, but it's not necessarily everyone. Wonderful. It's not necessarily everyone. I'm sure that there's... Uh, he's plenty a, he of, is a fine actor, just not in this. I'm sure that there's plenty of ladies out there that would say, oh my God, no way, like that, but... I bet all the ladies listening to this podcast are, are thinking, Willem Dafoe is sexy. Shut up, guys. Yeah, no, I just I've I've heard it be said, you know, Willem about, Dafoe. Other, about other yeah other films as well. And See, stuff. to people in my generation, Willem Dafoe's like Norman Osborn, like or whatever the guy yeah. is in Spider Man. Is it Norman Osborn? So, I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. He's an old man who's really evil, so people so are like, oh, sexy. A woman who's a little bit younger than him is going to like him. All right. So okay. that puts Madonna in that camp, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. at the time, <laughs> she would have been looking around and going, I quite fancy the idea of being opposite William Defoe on this one. And having sex scenes where I can do everything I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So during the kind of, there's a famous sex scene in this that's that's been ranked the fourth hottest scene in movie history, even though this film sucks. The scene is in which uh, Madonna ties up William Defoe using a belt and then drips hot candle wax on his belly and then pours champagne on him till it kind of like it's like pain and pleasure and then she licks everything and then she <laughs> she licks candle wax that's apparently dried been cooled down by the champagne by the champagne that kind of tastes good licking, yeah. I couldn't imagine licking Willem Dafoe be like, imagine, imagine that in reality you'd be picking out like the like candle flakes wax. of candle wax yeah. going oh, that's, that's have you tried to like <laughs> clean candle wax off a table it's like you know horrible it sticks to everything and it's like it's waxy you know I, I can't imagine but it's that not going to stick to William Defoe's sweaty body. That's an asking point. That yeah. is a lubed up area. <laughs> you know. So apparently, that moment was totally improvised. So Willem Defoe's <laughs> Willem Defoe's reactions in that scene are totally real, which gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies that I watched that without knowing it was acting. Ah, so Madonna didn't take direction during sex scenes, improvised them, selected William Defoe. <laughs> William Defoe basically has this memory of being sadomasochistically tortured on screen mm. for his authentic reaction. Like, I didn't, you weren't expecting like, that I, one, I imagine, were you, William I imagine Defoe? he's got kids. Like, <laughs> what the f***? Dad, what the hell are you doing? So, Madonna has since talked about the sexy scenes and she said that they were scientific and not sexy at all. Whereas Willem Defoe has said that he was turned on despite himself. So, during that scene, you can pretty much confirm that Willem Dafoe was hard. She was probably quite <laughs> glad that she selected him, because it's like that gave her a... A, a wee boost. Well, that's the thing. This movie feels like... So, if you, do you remember back Haughty and the Naughty? Do you remember that mm-hmm. movie? Yes. Long, a long time ago. Haughty and the Naughty. A long... Our first movie that we did on this podcast. I talked about how it was a vanity project and how they constantly re- reference Paris Hilton as being an attractive person. And I mean, she's called the Haughty in the title, you know. Hey everybody, I'm hot. This movie does the exact same thing. Like Madonna is constantly referred to in this film as like that young, attractive woman and all that. And I'm a like, sexy woman. I don't know. I'm not convinced. I, I Madonna in this film's kind of creepy. Uh, it's not doing anything for me. Uh, it's not sexy. I was 13 when this came out. That's the worst age for you to have watched and this film. F- 15 when it came on TV. And I was able to actually see it. This explains a lot. Were Madonna those, were was those, someone. Were those intermediate two years, like, were, were you like. I was waiting. waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. That she did a coffee table book called Sex the same sort of year. And in Cosmopolitan, they printed about six pages of sex to give you a, a little peek at it. Oh, and my mum had the, the Cosmopolitan in question. Yes. And did you steal it? 
I didn't steal it. It was there. I just looked at it every day. Totally above board in For the living room. For ten years. <laughs> and some of these photographs are I've brilliant. still got it. And then you then you pull it down and it's this disgusting mangle. Some of mangled. those photographs are great. I wish that I was able to jump at the chance. If I'd turned 18 and got hold of a copy of that book and kept it in good condition, I'd have a collector's item in my in my wardrobe. <laughs> in my secret drawer. But I don't. I've got fuck all. I yeah. don't even have the... <laughs> I've got f**k all. I've got f**k all. I don't even have the nudity tape anymore. The old VHS. Well, well apparently, another fun fact for you. They, had, I think, now this might be slight misinformation because I'm just, I'm going off memory, so it might be wrong. But apparently they asked her to delay the release of the book Sex so that it didn't coincide too much with this film. Mm-hmm. But the result is that because this movie and the book came out at roughly the same time, people just took the movie as being this kind of cynical cash grab promotion for her book or vice versa you know what i mean yeah it's it's a it's a double it's a double whammy i just to yeah. be that obsessed with sex i don't i've never i've never read the madonna book and i probably never will but like it's just a bit obsessive to me i don't know yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean sex sells but I, this movie flopped really hard so yeah. i don't know um how that book is if it's just a if it's just a really thick book of photographs and essays or something like that <laughs> I don't know essays by Madonna. I don't know if there's anything written in that book at all I think it might just be a visual piece I don't know is it just pictures of heart yeah and and they're quite artistic as well and they're varied and stuff so I was I mean I like, can we remake it what the book yeah can we just remake it with you and <laughs> yeah can we just remake it Please. you want you want to be the photographer do it for charity man yeah you need, to, you need to wear like a skin thong, you know what I mean? So I don't see anything. I don't want to see anything. But certainly like, I'm happy to take the pictures as a professional. Could we not like get like a photograph of Madonna's torso from the book and just do that thing Put where you print it? No, do that thing where you print it onto like a swimming costume. So mm-hmm. it's a, Madonna, a nude Madonna swimming costume. Mmm, yeah. So I wear idea. a swimming costume with Madonna's actual pubic area and torso printed onto it. From one of the book, from one of the photographs, the best one. Pick the most sort of straightforward, fully frontal one from the book, and then print it onto a swimming costume. I'll wear it, and re- you know, yeah, we'll do, we'll do, we'll make I want, it I want you to wear like a baseball cap with a picture of Madonna on it as well. Yeah. I, I think that'd be great. I also want to cover you in baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way to get to meet Madonna, or at least her lawyer. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you'd get invited on Ellen and Madonna would like come out like, we've got a guest as well. Madonna, how'd you and come? And then she'll like, like kiss me against my consent and I'll be like, oh, like, oh, Madonna kissed me and I didn't really want her to, but I guess I'm not allowed to complain about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Drake. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you can have a relationship with Drake as a friend and then maybe he can hook you up with uh, what do you think Drake would call me and say, "Hey, Simon, hey brother, buddy. me too." <laughs> <laughs> There'd be an immediate friendship over the sort of the the shared to- uh, the shared uh, torment. Uh. Uh, hello, boys. It's uh, it's the Lord Provost here again. Uh, I, I'm here to offer an apology to the audience listening and to the lady of the loch herself. For the way that I, I spoke to her in the uh, earlier interview segment of this podcast, uh, it's come to my attention that I've done what all bad interviewers do, which is uh, I put words into the mouth of uh, of the Osprey, Lady of the Loch. I did not listen to her answer. 
No, no, I, lady, I understand now. I'm trying to explain to the to the audience. I did not listen to her answer. Instead, I projected what I wanted to hear onto what the lady of the loch. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. It was a, it's a straw man argument. That's what it's called, lady. Yes, you're right. Uh, when you project what you want to hear onto your subject, and uh, it makes it easier for you to appear as if you've destroyed what they what they're saying. Yes. In the interest of full disclosure, I will now explain that ospreys nest next to uh, lochs they've got no immediate intention of taking fish from to heighten their chance of survival in the event that one of their pair will not return to the nest. I'm sorry again and I hope that that has cleared everything up for you, the listening audience. And once again, I offer my apology to the lady of the loch That's that. That's it from me here, where the lady of the loch nests, but never takes any fish from. Ah, Madonna, Madonna uses sex.